0: There is one particular lecture that, that, that I've always done uh, since I've been teaching my classes, and it's always seemed to be somewhat of an abstract concept, it seems like to a lot of the students, is the neuroregulation of the respiratory cycle. Uh, so I decided to go ahead and put this on a podcast so it'll be out there for everybody to access uh, whenever you needed to for a little bit of review. But basically, we're looking at while we breathe and what are the things that have to take place in our body for us to be able to breathe. And um, once you get your mind wrapped around, it's really not that complicated, but again, I want to go ahead and do a podcast on it just so it could be there for for people to access anytime they needed to go back and review. But uh, something to keep in mind is that otherwise healthy individual doesn't breathe because of a lack of oxygen we breathe because of a buildup of carbon dioxide. So, in all things in nature, whether we're talking about the human body, whether we're talking about weather, uh, it doesn't matter. Things in nature move because of pressure gradients and that's uh, definitely the concept to keep in mind when we're talking about how air moves in and out of the body. Uh, First off, the um, chemoreceptors Uh, Pick up, uh, which are then chemoreceptors are are basically the sensors, if you will, in our vasculature that picks up the chemical uh, composition of our blood. And when it detects that there's elevated amounts of carbon dioxide, those chemoreceptors then send a signal to the brain stem. You might ask, why does it send a signal to the brainstem? Well, the brainstem is the part of the the central nervous system that controls the basic functions of life, and, and your ability to breathe is a big one there. So it sends a signal to the brainstem, then the brainstem in turn sends a signal to your diaphragm and the intercostal muscles, which cause them to contract. Now when these muscles contract, that causes an increase in the size of your thoracic cavity. An anterior, posterior, inferior, superior dimensions of the the thoracic cage increase therefore reducing the pressure on the inside. Volume remains the same so pressure is decreased. It's decreased to the point to where it is significantly lower than atmospheric pressure So air rushes into the lungs, okay? It's a negative pressure concept, whereas when you provide ventilations for someone, those are called PPV, which stands for positive pressure ventilation. So when it occurs naturally, breathing is a negative pressure concept. So basically the air rushes in as your lungs fill, and it continues to rush in until pressures equalize, okay? Then the Herring Brewer reflex, which is uh, located in the stretch receptors of the lung, tell you to stop breathing in to prevent damage to the lungs. Um, and That's when diffusion takes place. That's when when the, that one cell thick membrane that separates your uh, capillary beds and the alveoli uh, therefore called the alveol capillary membrane, that's when it exchanges oxygen for carbon dioxide. Oxygen leaves the alveoli and enters the bloodstream in the capillary beds, and to build up a carbon dioxide, which is returned to the lungs from the rest of the body, crosses over into the alveoli. That's when this takes place. All right, and that is the active process of respiration. That's the part that you have to actually work to make happen, okay? The rest of the respiratory cycle is the passive process. Basically, no work has to be performed for the rest of this to take place. Basically, you just relax. Um, basically, you exhale when the the intercostal muscles and, and the diaphragm relax, returning the thoracic cage to its original size. Therefore, you've got a decrease in size and increase in pressure, because volume remains the same, So, and therefore, you're creating another pressure gradient, but in the opposite direction this time. The pressure is much higher inside the thorax than it is in the atmosphere, so air rushes out, and it continues to do that until the pressures equalize, and then you stop. And again, that is the passive process of respiration. Uh, Something very important to keep in mind is these pressures are going to be and do what they be and do. Uh, and as you create those pressure gradients, air is going to rush in and out of any opening between the two spaces. It may be your mouth, it may be the your, your nares, or it could be a, a bullet hole in your chest, or a stab wound in your chest. Any hole or any opening between those two spaces, air is going to rush in and out of. Um, and in a nutshell, that is the uh, neuroregulation of the respiratory cycle. Um, I hope this has been a help.